Well, good morning. It's Thursday, August 3rd, 2023. Thursday, August 3rd, 2023. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast, those four words, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Can I just say how much I appreciate you? In case I didn't remind you yesterday, I want to make sure you understand how much I appreciate you. Uh, if you can, please bring someone with you uh, today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And uh, you can tweet to me or whatever it's called now, uh, questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on the social media platform formerly known as Twitter. Uh, Let's start as we usually do with the war in Ukraine. Uh, News agencies reported that Russia has added Norway to the list of unfriendly foreign states, a Norwegian foreign minister. Anakin uh, Hoekfeldt said in a statement, Today's situation is the result of Russia's war on Ukraine. Uh, Russia can itself choose to end the war. As neighboring countries, we both have an interest in functioning diplomatic relations and channels of contact, not least in difficult times. In April, Norway expelled 15 Russian diplomats for allegedly spying and Russia responded by evicting 10 Norwegian diplomats. Uh, Norway said there was no reason to claim it had acted in an unfriendly manner towards Russia. Internet ads have popped up in Kazakhstan, offering an immediate payment of more than $5,000 to join the Russian army. A bonus, if you will. Uh, along with uh, uh, a one-off payment of 495,000 Russian rubles, which is $5,300. Those who sign up will receive a monthly salary of at least 190,000 rubles, which is $2,000 a month. That's not so bad when you think that you're also being housed and there's only a slight possibility of being killed. Uh, and there's also some extra undisclosed extra benefits, uh, which I guess uh, they will patch you up when you're wounded. You don't have to pay for that. <laughs> uh, and, and maybe they'll, they'll pay also for your funeral. Maybe. Uh, but joining military uh, conflicts uh, abroad uh, for pay uh, is uh, um, uh, rather... Joining military conflicts abroad for pay is illegal under Kazakh law. So, I mean, they can advertise, but I don't know if it's if anybody's going to join. Although, that's a lot of money if you live in Kazakhstan. Uh, Poland's prime minister said uh, Wagner mercenary fighters are moving closer to NATO's eastern flank to destabilize the military alliance. Matus Morawiecki said after a meeting with Lithuanian President Gatanas Nasada in in eastern uh, Poland, we need to be aware that the number of provocations will rise. The Wagner group is extremely dangerous and they are being moved to the eastern flank to destabilize it. Noseda said, we must not only uh, talk about measures at the national level, but also what should be done if this situation becomes even more complicated, including the closure of the border with Belarus. Now, 
this is interesting. If Lithuania closes the border with Belarus, would that include the Sawalki Gap? Uh, if, 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 if you don't know, the Sawalki Gap is a rail line that runs along the border between Lithuania and Poland on the Lithuanian side that goes all the way to Kaliningrad, which is the Russian enclave that is that is cut off from Russia except by the Baltic Sea and by that rail line. Russia has threatened war with NATO if they close the Sawalki Gap. This is important. Nobody ever nobody ever talks about the Sawalki Gap. They don't think it's that important. Anyway, uh, the British Defense Ministry said the growth of weeds and shrubs in southern Ukraine is likely slowing down advances. According to his latest uh, intelligence update on the war in Ukraine, the predominantly uh, arable land in the combat, combat zone has now been left fallow for 18 months, with the return of weeds and shrubs accelerating under the warm, damp summer conditions. While the growth can provide cover for infantry assaults, it has made advances harder. I will add that the overgrowth covers minefields pretty well also, which would make it difficult for them to advance. Um, But in the future, it will make that land extremely fertile. That's, That's the one positive thing. Ukrainian officials said yesterday evening Russian forces have not advanced on the front lines but are heavily entrenched in mined areas they control, making it difficult for troops to move east and south. Uh, Deputy Ukrainian Defense Minister Hannah Myler said Russian forces had tried quite persistently to halt our advances in the Bakhmut sector without success. Ukraine's emergency services have said Russia's shelling damaged a landmark church in the city of Kherson, injuring four of its workers in, uh, in the second round of shelling. Four other people were wounded in the first shelling attack, which also hit a trolley bus. St. Catherine's Cathedral once held the remains of the renowned, uh, renowned 18th century commander who exerted Russian control through the southeast parts of modern Ukraine and annexed the Crimean Peninsula. Yeah, well, isn't that interesting? Uh, Russia said it has downed six drones in the Kaluga region, less than 200 kilometers from Moscow, in a string of attacks on the city in recent days. Governor Vyacheslav, uh, Vyacheslav Shapsha said this night, six drones trying to cross the Kaluga region were shot down with anti-air defense systems. He added that there were no casualties. A Moscow court has fined Apple 400,000 rubles, which is about, uh, it's over $4,000, for not deleting inaccurate content about the situation in Ukraine. Tass said it was first, uh, the first time Apple has been fined for that offense. Uh, Not sure what the fine was about, but guessing it had to do with maps. Now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the world. Uh, another day, another arrangement. Uh, excuse me, another arraignment in that noose tightening around that bright orange neck. Uh, it's becoming normalized to array, uh, arraign Donald Trump. And more may be coming this week or next with the, you know, the Georgia Fulton County thing. 
Trump has been arraigned around the country so many times, he gets frequent flyer miles just for that. Uh, last night, workers put up barricades and secured the area uh, outside the uh, E. Barrett Pritiman U.S. Federal Courthouse in Washington, D.C. on Constitution Avenue, located at the foot of the Cap uh, Capitol Hill for the arraignment at 4 p.m. this afternoon. By the way, that courthouse was a big site for the Watergate hearings. Uh, excuse me, the Watergate trials. Uh, prior to uh, the hearing, a rally is planned at noon. Uh, I hope he gets up there at the rally and tells people to march to the courthouse to take our country back. That would be amazing. <laughs> A line of spectators began forming outside the courthouse beginning at 4 p.m. yesterday. By this morning, some had already been in line for more than 12 hours. Overnight, security efforts tightened as fencing went up around the federal courthouse. I guess they're in line because they want to be in on the hearing. Trump will appear before Magistrate Judge Mozilla A. Upadaya. The charges include conspiracy to defraud the U.S., conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstruction of an attempt to obstruct an official proceeding and conspiracy against rights. Uh, the Fulton County Georgia indictment is coming. Could it be a Friday flaming bag of crap? I doubt it because if released Friday, in no way would that uh, the news disappear in the 24-hour news cycle. It would be talked about very much over the weekend, especially on the Sunday morning news shows. Look forward to it. Uh, yesterday, in his first interview since the indictment, Trump's former Attorney General Bill Barr said that he believes Donald Trump knew well he lost the election. At first, I, he said, at first I wasn't sure, but I have come to believe he knew well he had lost the election. The indictment alleges that Trump knew the election claims he was making were false. But Trump's lawyers have argued that Trump's election lies are protected under the First Amendment, which Barr told CNN is not a valid argument. Barr said, as the indictment says, they are not attacking the First Amendment, right? Uh, he can say whatever he wants. He can even lie. He can even tell people that the election was stolen when he knew better. But that does not protect you from entering into a conspiracy. Barr defended Smith in uh, uh, Jack Smith in, in, in the interview yesterday, <clears throat> breaking from many Republicans who have uh, uh, disparaged the special counsel's probes into Trump as being politically motivated. Uh, mind you, Barr is a far as uh, far right as Republicans uh, are concerned. I mean, he's scary far right. Uh, Barr said of of Jack Smith. He is the kind of prosecutor, in my view, that if he thinks someone has committed a crime, he, you know, hones in on it and really goes to try to make the case. There's no question he's aggressive, but I do not think he's a partisan actor. That is an extreme view in Republican circles that claims Smith is a Democratic attack dog. Uh, Barr said, we're only seeing the tip of the iceberg on this. I think there is a lot more to come, and I think they have a lot more evidence as to President Trump's state of mind, meaning that Trump knew 
He had lost the election and was purposefully pushing a coup. Barr, that's my opinion, Barr refused to say if he had been interviewed by Jack Smith's team. But you could probably believe that he was. I mean, being that he was the attorney general under Trump. Uh, Yesterday, a report was released called Abuses in the U.S.-Mexico Border, How to Address Failures and Protect Rights. It was published by the Washington Office on Latin America, WOLA, and the Kino Borders Initiative, KBI, It shows frequent and severe alleged abuses of migrants by members of U.S. Customs and Border Protection, the CBB, CBP, uh, including uh, Border Patrol agents. A WOLA director, uh, Defense Oversight, Adam Isaacson, wrote, We have documented, uh, uh, documented a shocking pattern, including cases of misuse of lethal force, intimidation, sexual harassment, and falsifying documents. The lack of accountability is so widespread that it helps cement in place a culture that enables human rights violation. The abuses keep coming because impunity is so likely. The report lays out 13 deaths in which there is a reason to believe that CPB officers or Border Patrol agents may have used deadly force under circumstances in which it is unclear whether they faced an imminent threat of death or bodily injury or failed to prevent the death of an individual in custody. It includes fatally shooting migrants and U.S. citizens, including a member of the Tohono O'odham Native American tribe. Uh, <clears throat> medical neglect, de- neglect deaths, like the recent death uh, in Texas of uh, Anadith Tanay Reyes Alvarez. Uh, uh, you, that happened like, what, just a couple weeks ago? Uh, an, an eight-year-old Honduran girl, she was. Uh, the report shows many other examples of cruelty, victimization take place on a daily basis, such as unprovoked violence during arrest, abusive language, denial of food or medical attention, family separations, non-return of documents and valuables, dangerous deportations, racial profiling, and falsifying migration paperwork. The publication tracks the outcome of 78 complaints KBI filed on behalf of migrants between 2020 and 2022, 95% of which prompted no proper investigation or disciplinary action, which kind of means they don't give a crap because absolute power corrupts absolutely. Uh, Not in the report is something new. You know that illegal razor wire buoy section in the border? This is unrelated. Uh, that uh, uh, the, the razor wire buoy section on the border in the Rio Grande that the, the Department of Justice is suing Texas Governor Greg Abbott about, and, and of course suing de- Texas. Two bodies have been found stuck in the lines of those orange buoys. The Texas Department of Public Safety notified the Mexican consulate in Eagle Pass, Texas, yesterday afternoon that a person was found dead in the southern part of the floating barriers. According to the Mexican Ministry of Foreign Affairs, so far the cause of death and nationality of the person is unknown. Texas was warned that this would happen. The second body was 
uh, was also discovered in the buoys. The person's identity and cause of death was also unknown. Early reports say it was cut up and caught in the razor's wire. In the razor wire. The uh, Mexican Ministry of Foreign Affairs repeated its condemnation of the buoys, calling them a violation of our sovereignty. Uh, the ministry added, we express our concern about the impact on the human rights and personal safety of migrants that these state policies will have, which go on, uh, go in the opposite direction to the close collaboration between our country and the federal government of the United States. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs will continue to follow up on the case promptly through the Mexican consulate in Eagle Pass, maintaining contact with the corresponding authorities in Mexico and the United States to obtain more information on what happened and the request that the necessary investigations be carried out. Uh, and I, I hope, I, I hope uh, uh, the governor is found guilty of murder for doing this. Moving on. Uh, but, you know, let's move on to, let's talk about more torture that we, we've known about for many years. On Monday, Judge Leonie Brinkama of uh, the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of Virginia in Alexandria, refu- well, that's, that's actually just, it, it's like right on the edge of D.C., Alexandria, uh, refused to dismiss the torture suit against CACI Premier Technology, a military industrial complex linchpin based in nearby Arlington, with more than 22,000 employees and billions of dollars in government contracts. The lawsuit against CACI, filed in 2008 by the Center for Constitutional Rights on behalf of former detainees Suhal al-Shamari, Assad al-Zubawi, and Salah al-Ejali, alleges that company officials conspired with U.S. military personnel in subjecting the plaintiffs to torture and other crimes. A 2004 investigation by U.S. Attorney uh, Lieutenant General Anthony Jones and uh, Major General George Fay found that CACI employees participated in and encouraged the torture of Abu Ghraib prisoners. Uh, Plaintiff Salah al-Elaji and uh, uh, Elajian Al Jazeera and Al Jazeera and Al Jazeera. Oh boy, am I having trouble speaking? An Al Jazeera journalist uh, imprisoned and tortured for two months at Abu Ghraib prison said in a statement Tuesday, "I am so happy to receive the news that our case can proceed toward trial. I have stayed patient and hopeful during the two years we have waited for this decision, and throughout the near uh, uh, nearly two decades since I was abused at Abu Ghraib." that one day I would achieve justice and accountability in U.S. court. Beatings, death threats, and sexual, religious, and racial abuse were commonplace at Abu Ghraib. Uh, Remember, up to 90% of the prisoners at the prison were found innocent. They were attacked by trained dogs, forced to masturbate in uh, groups in front of male and female interrogators and were raped by men uh, and objects. In one instance, while a female soldier photographed the teenage victim, others were forced to curse their religion or eat pork, which is strictly forbidden uh, to Muslims. In addition to men 
Women, some of whom said they were raped or sexually abused by their U.S. captors, were held at Abu Ghraib as bargaining chips meant to coerce wanted males to surrender to occupation authorities. One woman said she was thrown in a cell with the bloody corpse of her brother, one of dozens of Abu Ghraib detainees who died at the hands of U.S. troops from medical neglect or shelling by Iraqi insurgents. Photographs of smiling U.S. troops posing beside the body of Manabed al-Jamadi, who was tortured to death at Abu Ghraib, were among the hundreds of horrific images that shocked the world. All this was released by Army whistleblower Sergeant Joe Darby way back when. Some low-level people were thrown in jail, but Dick Cheney, Don Rumsfeld, John Yu, Armitage, Bush, and many others literally got away with murder. And I, don't get me started. Rumsfeld is dead. Dick Cheney is still alive because he has the heart of a 20-year-old. Literally. At 71, he got a heart transplant. Um, John Yu teaches at Berkeley. Uh, I don't know where Armitage is. Uh, Bush is, is still around, of course. I, but like, like I said, others... So many at that administration should have been tried for crimes against humanity. And and if they were in The Hague, they would be. Yesterday, finally, voting rights organizations filed a legal challenge against Wisconsin's gerrymandered state legislative maps, which have allowed Republicans to stay in power at the Assembly and Senate for more than a decade. Followed by Campaign Legal Center, Law Forward, the Election Law Clinic at Harvard School, Stafford Rosenblum, LLP, and Arnold and Porter. The petition argues that Wisconsin's current legislative districts are unconstitutional in multiple ways, intentionally fragmenting Democratic voters in mid-sized cities and towns and giving Republicans an unlawful advantage. The problem is the Supreme Court has said gerrymandering for political purposes is not illegal. But this was, this was, first of all, this was filed in state court. And also, the new lawsuit says they are extreme partisan gerrymanders that violate multiple provisions of the Wisconsin Constitution. The maps violate the Constitution's guarantee of equal protection because the legislature, through these maps, has created superior and inferior, inferior classes of voters based on viewpoints subordinating one class to the uh, abusive flat of the other. The maps also violate the constitutional guarantee of free speech because they retaliate against voters who express a political view by stripping them of political power. That is incredibly uh, unique argument. Uh, Now, even at the U.S. Supreme Court, those arguments were not made. The group filed the challenge on behalf of 19 Wisconsin voters a day after liberal justice Janet Protasiewicz was sworn in to the state Supreme Court, ending 15 years of conservative dominance. Uh, Protasiewicz criticized Wisconsin's maps as unfair during her campaign for the seat, the most expensive judicial race in history. If you remember, we covered 
that when she was elected and how much it costed. Uh, the new lawsuit also argues that by imposing on the state the exact maps Governor uh, Evers vetoed, the Wisconsin Supreme Court violated the separation of powers principle. The petition notes that the maps did precisely what Republicans hoped in 2022, increasing their majority to 64 assembly seats, just too shy of the veto-proof two-thirds majority, and 22 Senate seats, which is a veto-proof majority. The plaintiffs asked that the state current legislative maps be withdrawn and call for special elections for state Senate seats that would otherwise not be up for re-election until 2026. If the lawsuit succeeds, state and with with this new judge in power, they could, uh, if they succeed, state assembly races would also be held under new drawn maps. The lawsuit states the legislatures elected in November 2022 took office in unconstitutionally configured districts That constitutional infirmity has persisted for over a decade now, and Wisconsinites have suffered under the unconstitutional system for long enough. Legislatures have no right to complete a term of office that was unconstitutionally obtained. In other words, even if it's a short term, they can end the term early, even if it's one year away. From being reelected, they can end the term early. Uh, and, and hopefully we'll see what happens. Um, so let's give you a warning of things to come. It's not unusual for South America to hit a hundred degrees, right? I mean, they're on the equator. But what about deep South America? Remember, think about it. The Southern Hemisphere is still winter. In Buenos Aires on Tuesday, Argentina's capital crossed the 30-degree Celsius mark, which is 86 degrees Fahrenheit. The hottest start of August in 117 years of records, according to the country's National Meteorological Service. Uh, uh, August would be equivalent to, like... um, I guess, would that be March? Beginning, the first days of March, I guess? Yeah. Uh, in the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, it beat the previous record for the first day of August by more than five degrees, uh, which is Celsius, five degrees Celsius. Uh, the temperature change in Fahrenheit is 10 degrees. It beat it by more than 10 degrees. But don't worry. Don't worry. It's fine. Republicans keep telling me that global warming doesn't exist. We'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Moving on uh, to <laughs> let's get ready to rumble. Uh, Governors Ron DeSantis and Gavin Newsom have tentatively agreed to debate. The venue would be through Fox News. Uh, the Florida Republican governor and uh, California uh, Democratic governor have repeatedly sparred over policies in the respective states, each representing one side of the ideological spectrum. Uh, yesterday, DeSantis agreed, telling Fox News host Sean Hannity, absolutely, I'm game. Just tell me when and where. An aide to Newsom told Political that the governor was also in. Newsom's office had sent a formal request offer to Fox News last week with proposed dates of November 8th or November 10th. 
That request called for Hannity to serve as the sole moderator for a 90-minute forum on Fox News that would not include an in-studio audience and would air live. The aide said, as we hear this motorcycle start off in the the distance, can you hear that motorcycle? (laughs) Uh, Where was I? Um... The aide said DeSantis should put up or shut up. Anything else is just games. And that's what uh, spurned him to say, okay, let's do it. Uh, Newsom's office proposed three separate debate sites, Nevada, Georgia, or North Carolina. Uh, By the way, unrelated, uh, 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 and this is for DeSantis, the Orlando Magic basketball team donated $50,000 to a super PAC that supports the presidential bid of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. A new filing this week with federal regulators shows the Orlando Magic is owned uh, 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 the Orlando Magic is owned by the family of Betsy DeVos, the right-wing sociopath who wants to dismantle the American education system and privatize it for profit. This is how far right these people are. And they just donated. This is, this is unprecedented. Basketball teams do not do this. And this might be a problem uh, in the, uh, uh, for them making money in the future. Uh, because when people hear about this, they may not go to the games. Uh, are you a single Canadian woman? Are you? Are you a single Canadian woman? Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has separated from his wife, Sophie. Here's your chance. He's a dreamboat. Go for him. (laughs) I guess you don't have to be Canadian to jump on that. But there you have it. If you're interested, he's about to be single. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. Thursday. Right? Thursday? It is Thursday, right? Uh, Thursday, August 3rd, 2023. Thursday, August 3rd, 2023. (laughs) I really appreciate you so much. Uh, If you can, uh, bring someone with you uh, tomorrow or or today. That'd be awesome. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops on, uh, uh, that's C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S, on the Twitter or on X, whatever you want to call it. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.